Hey, welcome, Holy Messes, to a very special episode of A Holy Mess with His Holy Mess, Father Paul. Listen, I recorded like three different intros. I, I just, <laughs> God must, I, I don't know what's going on here, but this is hopefully my last intro to do and the only one that you will hear. I think I said some really great things in the other intros, but maybe uh, not meant to be heard at this specific time. Okay, uh, I have a lot of thoughts to share. Maybe one day they'll all get out. Uh, I do not like living in fear, but uh, as my therapist always says, do you want to be right or do you want to be effective? I just think that it's a shame that um, that good priests are afraid to speak up out of fear of being silenced. And that's all I'll say for now. And I will say to President Biden, this is all I will say to him right now. Give to God what is God's and to Caesar what is Caesar's, or rather, Give to Caesar what is Caesar's, and to God what is God's human life. That's it. That's it for now. A lot of people say, oh, don't get involved in politics. Don't get involved. It's not a political issue. I'm sorry. It's just not. And you know what? There needs to be consistency there because there needs to be consistency because no one has a problem if you get involved in politics, if it has to do with helping the poor or the immigration or diplomatic relations with other countries like China or whatever. No one has a problem with getting involved in politics then, but it's when you get involved in the abortion debate or same-sex marriage, then you are supposed to shut up and not say a word. Um, listen, religion and politics are meant to serve the human person. There's no such thing as separation between church and state in the sense that we cannot talk to each other and we cannot fight for the dignity of the human person from conception to natural death. It is not a freedom from religion. It's a freedom for, okay? So that's my two cents. I'm not going to say anything, but anyone specific right now, but, and I hate to use the whole left-right thing, liberal, uh, conservative, Democrat, Republican, but it just appears to me, and we're confused, and some of us are scared, that if you appear to be on the left, you can say and get away with anything, anything, anything. But if you're on the right, you got to be careful. Because if you're on the right and you can criticize someone on the left, then you're going to hear about it. And um, I guess I'm just trying to be effective. But I want to fight for life, and I want to follow my conscience, and I, I want to respect and obey the church at all times. I want to respect, obey the church at all times. But I want to see the church. I want to see the church do everything it needs to do. And I don't know what it's like to be in the hierarchy. I'm a little guy in the totem pole. I'm nobody to judge. I'm just saying it's confusing out there, and it's scary. And we have the most powerful, the most powerful lay Catholic in the whole world, the most powerful lay Catholic in the entire world, holding up his rosary beads and talking about how amazing of a Catholic he is, and yet he is viciously fighting for abortion rights. Viciously. And yet, I, it just doesn't seem like there's no, there's no canonical... I mean, Frank Pavone, he's banned. He's gone. He's, and I'm not saying the guy's an angel. I publicly criticize Frank Pavone in, 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 in my podcast because of his disobedience. I did that. But when I criticize somebody on the right, no one has a problem with it. But if I criticize someone on the left, you better believe there's going to be an issue. You better believe there's going to be a problem. 
We need to work for unity. I don't know what the solution is, but there's a lot of evil going on out there. And maybe sometimes I'm a part of the problem. We all are. And I'm not just trying to point fingers, but I'm just trying to say, speaking to lay people and other clergy people are scared, people are confused. And we got to stop fighting with each other. We, through, you know, there, there's got to be, I don't know, and it's not up to me, but it's up to the leaders. It's up to the leaders of the church. And I'm not talking about any one particular leader because there are thousands upon thousands. But we look to them and we cry out, please, please, we need you. I am so grateful for the amazing people that I met down in Washington, D.C. And I want to thank my friend Jen uh, Lassini for kept pestering me to go, to go, to go. She's been wanting to go for years. And I want to thank her because I didn't want to go because I thought now we need to focus on the states. And why are we going back to D.C.? Why are we going to the Supreme Court? And uh, she's uh, from a, a couple of parishes ago where I was, Our Lady of Good Counsel, Washington Township, good friends with her, her husband, and her whole family. And... Uh, we met up with some uh, friends down there, and uh, my fr good friend Marilis uh, Panero, who's the ex-nun on a run, uh, that sounds negative, but trust me, it's a very positive thing. Check out her Instagram, ex-nun on a run. She's doing amazing things, and she connected me and introduced me to unbelievable people, and it was yeah, an experience like I never had before. Holy moly. Holy cow, I can't wait to have Marilis on my podcast. I can't wait to talk to her um, boss and and colleague jason jones again film producer activist probably one of the most fascinating people i've ever met in my life and um what a what a great time it was meeting so many people that i spoke with i want to apologize for the audio in advance uh the audio on this is is kind of messed up i mean don't like give up on it because it's not as bad as i'm making it out to be right now but there's sometimes that's like it's very distorted because the level was way too high and the wind and it was my first time ever being on the road and I wasn't, you know, I was just using these little tiny mics that the recorder comes with. So, um, but from all over the country, all, uh, I asked different people, different things, some fascinating, fascinating characters you're going to meet. Uh, this, this episode is not that long. It's, uh, so hang in there. Um, listen, if you like this podcast, do me a favor, tell people about it, share it. We're going to be having an amazing guest coming up. Please pray for it. Pray for me. Pray for my faithfulness. Pray for my obedience. Pray for my respect. Not that people respect me. I'm talking about pray that I respect and obey. Um, and um, if you want to uh, financially contribute to this podcast, uh, it would be great, uh, absolutely appreciated. And every single cent and dime, again, will only go to um, the cost for this podcast and uh, and that's it. So uh, right now I have you, you can see the link in the show notes that I'll leave. Um, but also I'm on Venmo and PayPal under uh, His Holy Mess Podcast. His Holy Mess Podcast, or again the name of my podcast is A Holy Mess. But check out the links in the show notes. Um, also I have a website uh, that you could all go to, which is www. Uh, a Holy Mess. Captivate. Fm or just Google a holy mess with Father Paul and it'll come up. So my friends, God bless you. Uh, share the podcast and uh, your donations are absolutely appreciated. A lot of amazing things, great things coming. I can't wait to tell you about some future episodes. God bless you, bless you. And uh, let's love each other. Let's love the church. Thanks be to Jesus Christ now and forever. Amen. Hey.
Alright, this is His Holy Mess with His Holy Mess Podcast uh, I didn't even ask you your name yet Because I want this to be completely fresh Who are you and where are you from? Father Vincent Brezor, I'm from Birmingham, Alabama Russellville, specifically Russellville, up in the northwest corner of Alabama Pastor of Good Shepherd Catholic Church How long have you been ordained, Father? Uh, 12 years 12 years? Me too I'm 11 and a half, what are you, class of 2011? I have in 2011 yeah. yeah, me too, brother What date? Uh, June 2nd, June 4th. Right, I'm a little bit older than you on May 28th. Uh, right, there you go. One week ahead of me. What diocese? Uh, our size in Newark. Oh, okay. Wonderful. Uh, so this is my first time taking the podcast on the road live. Uh, obviously, we're in Washington, D.C. for the March for Life. Uh, what do you want to say to anyone out there on the fence or to encourage anybody? If you had one opportunity to say anything to anyone, what would you want to say? I'd say to stay close to Jesus the best you can and to trust him and certainly that he loves us always and and that we should never have fear of that and no matter what we've done in our lives that he is always there and he will never abandon us if that's what i had to say off the cup an immediate moment with uh with right being put on the spot hey brother this is a holy mess i'm going to give you my car check it out uh you'll be on there god bless you pray for us and uh you give them out thank you okay what's your name where are you from i'm anthony bandura i'm from birmingham alabama Anthony, what are you doing here in Washington, D.C.? I'm marching for life. Why? Uh, because my mother was 15 when she had me. She gave me up for adoption versus aborting me, and I'm very thankful for that. Unbelievable, dude. That's absolutely amazing. I mean, look, we could probably do an entire podcast episode just on that. Uh, if there's anything that you want to say to anybody out there, any woman that's struggling, uh, anything at all, what, what would you say? I would say for the men out there, to, for real men, choose life from, natural, from conception to natural death. Thanks a lot, brother. Sure. All right, great being up with you again. All right, yeah. See, see, you. see you soon. All right. All right, sir, what's your name? Ryan. Ryan Penny. Ryan Penny, and what do you do? I work for EWTN. I'm the digital media specialist. I help to manage our YouTube channel and our video on demand on the EWTN app. Absolutely amazing. I've been walking with you for a little while now as we're heading to the uh, rally right before the March for Life in Washington. And um, uh, what should we call it? Uh, you have a story that is uh, really uh, seems incredible in just a couple minutes that I've met you. Uh, are you willing to come on to a Holy Mess podcast for, for, uh, for, uh, for a real interview? Absolutely. I'm committed to it right here and now. All right. So why are you at the March for Life? I'm at the March for Life because I believe that there is a... Uh, almost a majority of the people in this country who believe in the uniqueness and the specialness, even if they wouldn't use the word holiness, of human life. And I think that we're beginning to win this very important battle in this country. And we have an amazing victory this year with the overturning of Roe versus Wade. And this is my first time to the March for Life in D.C., but I, made, I, I didn't want to miss it because this is a year of celebration of an enormous victory, but also to keep in mind that the battle is, is far from over and that there's still much to be done for the battle for life and, to, um, and convicting people of the truth of the, of the sanctity of life from conception to natural death. And so we cannot give up on this. And the other reason why I'm here personally is because um, you know, this is the March for Life. I thank God that I'm able to march at all because I returned to my Catholic faith after I lost the ability to walk and was told that I'll never walk again in a life-changing injury. And thanks be to God, I am able to walk 
again today. And so I want to make sure that I, I make the best of what God has given me. And I thought there's no better way to use my legs today than to march for life in our nation's capital. Unbelievable. Absolutely the most powerful live interview down here so far. Thank you so very much. And I definitely look forward to having you back out here at Holy Mess. Thanks for being here. Thanks for your witness. And uh, great to meet you. Great meeting you too, Father Paul. I look forward to being on your show in the very near future. All right. Thanks. Bye. Thanks so much. Of course. That was all right, I'm continuing to meet some really great people around here. Uh, I'm going to ask a couple questions right now. Excuse me, what's your name? My name's Nicole Stone. Nicole, where are you from? I am from Minnesota originally, but I live in Virginia now. Oh, very nice. Northern or Southern? Northern Virginia. That's a different country than Southern Virginia. Absolutely. All right, so I just have a question. Why are you here at the March for Life right now? So I've been here for life my life, and it's been amazing to obviously witness the Dobbs case last summer. Something I truly never thought I would witness. But it was a wake-up call for me that even though that was incredible, our work is not done at all. Because even though it was a very significant law, or you know, our Supreme Court was able to overturn Roe, hearts haven't changed yet. Absolutely amazing. Very touching. If there's anything that you could say to a woman uh, or a man uh, struggling on the fence, anything at all, what would, what would that one thing be? Gosh, um, that I think they will never regret choosing life, even if it's going to be hard, even if it's unexpected and scary. Just that they go all pray for them. I pray for women facing unplanned pregnancies every day. And I truly hope that you will uh, for somebody listening. God bless you, and thank you for your time. Thank you, Father. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm here. Jason, don't talk to all of us with the Twitter podcast. Hey, Father. Good to see you. Bella? Um, producer of Bella. Oh, I'm sorry. With the director Alejandro Monteverdi to slap me. Okay, I apologize. I'm going to edit that out because we'll kick a moron. But why are you here for at the March for Life right now? Well, you know, I've been coming for now almost 30 years since I was a young teenager. I forced her to have an abortion. That's how I discovered the issue. I didn't know there was a movement out in Hawaii. I started going door to door. generations of activists, the police officers, the wives of firefighters, the Knights of Columbus members and parishes across America that have prayed rosaries, that have marched, that have raised money for local pregnancy centers, that have door knocked for state house representatives, that have worked day in and day out, the thankless job of, of changing our culture and changing laws. And so I'm here to say thank you. And of course, this is the first milestone into a culture of life. It's not the beginning. It's not, it's not the end. It's really the very first modest step into a culture of life, but a very important step. 
there are many more steps to go. I believe in the next 12 years, we'll see full legal protection from biological beginning, uh, from out to Maine. But even protecting the child in legally from the violence of abortion isn't the end of our journey. We have new ideologies, people like subhumanism, artificial intelligence, new challenges to the human family. So as Catholics, generation after generation into our Lord's return, we have to tell the world the truth about the human person. This movement really began in the first century when Christians were removing children from exposure. So the struggle to defend the vulnerable from violence, the poor will always be with us, the vulnerable will always be with us. And so that is the vocation of the Catholic. Amen. Amen. Thank you for that, Jason. Where can I find you to uh, help out your mission and your ministry? And uh, where can people go for more resources to help out what you're doing? Our website is The Great Campaign in the 1990s, uh, thegreatcampaign.org in the 1990s. St. John Paul the Great said Catholics need a, a mobilization of consciousness uh, to promote human dignity. We needed a great campaign. I heard this in the 90s. So moved me that I bought the web domain in the late 90s, thegreatcampaign.org. And that's what we're doing. Go to our website, thegreatcampaign.org. Join us in our great campaign to defend the vulnerable for violence. Check out my podcast, The Jason Jones Show. It is weird. It is a good weird, though, I think. You tell me. Check out. No, no, not right this second, but do you still live there? Why? Okay, because the only bishop that I'm personal friends with in the whole world is the bishop of Hunter. Like a very different connected guy, but you tell me, you know, I think he likes me, but he thinks I'm a little nuts. Okay, <laughs> all right, all right. He's, he's, he's gonna ask him about that. Yeah, he's gonna say, Oh, good guy, he's a little nuts. Yeah, but he also thinks that I'm nuts. Okay, oh, trust me, he's probably a good judge of character. Listen, I hope to have you on this podcast. Thank you so much for this. It really means a lot to you. All right, I'm continuing to meet some great people here at the March for Life. Excuse me, miss, what's your name? Lorenda Teague. Lorenda, very nice to meet you. Where are you from? Orlando, Florida. Orlando, Florida. How are you liking the weather up here right now? It's nice. It's cold in Florida right now, so it's nice. All right, now I'm seeing you are carrying around a, a banner, a flag that says, I worked in the abortion industry. I am now pro-life. Quitting is courageous. I know, I know we're in the middle of thousands of people, but... What does that mean? Can you tell me something about that and about yourself? I'm a quitter. I walked out. I left the abortion industry in 2010. I changed my life. Well, what led to that? What made you walk out? Love. Pure love. Unbelievable. How long did you work for in the abortion industry? 11 years. And have you found grace, mercy, and healing in our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ? Yes, I have. Amen. And and, uh, I just want to thank you for your, I want to praise God. Thank you for your courage. If there's anything that you could say to anyone working in the abortion industry, anything that you would say to them at all right now? You can take that brokenness and come out, and you can actually find peace and healing. Amen. Thank you so much. God bless you. In my eyes, you're a saint. Thank you so much. All right, I'm with my friend Marilis. Well, I know her as Marilis P now on Instagram. No, no, that's not how you're on her Instagram. She's the ex-nun on Iran. Marilis, how, what is your last name? Panero? Yep. I knew that. All right, how are you? I'm doing great. How are you? When's the last time we saw each other? Gosh, decade. No, over, I mean, I was still in the convent. I know you from Paramus Catholic High School, though. Uh, we're here at the March for Life. 2017, maybe? 2018, I saw you? Very possible, very possible. What are you doing here right now? 
I'm here to celebrate the first post-Roe March for Life. Amen, amen. And what have you been doing these days? Gosh, what have I been doing this day? These days, I uh, help run a human rights nonprofit organization, the Vulnerable People Project. Just moved to Italy, Florence, Italy, with my dog, Romeo. How can people support you in that? A, pray for us, and B, donate to thegreatcampaign.org. Support all our work. We do a lot of evacuation of uh, refugees and resettlement of refugees in Afghanistan, Ukraine, China. Um, we have hospitals that we've opened up, built roads, water systems, delivered food to hundreds of thousands of families, a whole slew of just human rights work. So You're going to come back on a Holy Mass for a full-length interview, right? Yes, I would love to. One or two things that you can say to anybody right now that's on the fence or that's pro-abortion or maybe to a woman or man struggling out there, uh, what can you say? Support life at the very beginning of its, you know, conception. That's that's it. If you're, if we're going to be uh, screaming about human rights and Black Lives Matters and all that, if you can't support life at the very, at its very conception, then all all other human rights issues are futile. So. Hey, man, I can't wait to have you come back on a holy mess. Thanks for being here. I love hanging out. You're connecting me with uh, amazing people. God bless you. God bless you all, too. All right, this is Father Paul now. I just found out that the uh, White House, that Biden and uh, Harris is going to be a part of uh, a memorialization. A commemoration of what would have been the 50th anniversary of the of Roe v. Wade. Okay, so, yeah. They're lamenting that, that Roe has been overturned. Right, they're not giving up. Guess what? We're not giving up. You know what I'm saying? We're not giving up. All right, how, how can he be the most pro a pro-abortion, well, I don't know if he's the most pro-abortion president ever, but he says that he's a Catholic, 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 Catholic. Here we are at a Catholic rally, and he's not here speaking, but there was a president that, that, that spoke here a couple years ago. His name was President Trump. Everybody was hating on that. He's the only president in history that actually spoke at the pro-life in person. So, whatever. Roe versus Wade is over. We're not giving up. God bless. It's not merely a political issue. It's a moral issue. It's a human right issue. It's a science issue. It's a biology issue, okay? If this angers you, you are not on the right side of history. You're not on the right side of biology, and you're not on the right side of morality. God bless. Let's get, let's get it together. Okay, I'm continuing to meet great people here at the March for Life. Excuse me, miss, what's your name? Alicia. Alicia, and I'm seeing this banner here that says, we help people in the abortion industry leave their jobs and rediscover peace and joy. Uh, did you yourself, you said once worked for an abortion company, and now you don't? I did in Charlotte, North Carolina, and now our clinic is closed. Are you kidding me? What happened? How did you end up leaving that business, and now uh, you're literally fighting for life? I think, um, I think to what it, like, enough was enough. And when I left out the door, it just felt like a, like a weight had been lifted up off my shoulders, and I really was at peace. If there's anything that you could say to somebody that's still working in that industry, what encouragement, what, what advice would you give them? I would tell them that there are other people that are out here that are just like them, that is going through the same thing that they have went through, and they're not in this alone. And comes to ending that we're none, and they will most definitely help them in their journey. This is one of the most encouraging moments of my whole life right now. I've never interviewed anybody that used to work for the abortion industry and now uh, is literally fighting for life. We have a couple other people here. Excuse me, anybody else want to be on here right now? Okay. 
Okay, so what's your name? We don't have to give last names. You don't even have to say your name. Angela. Angela, where are you from? I am from Kansas. It's from Kansas. Now, uh, are you all together in a group? Is there a certain name of this group? I'm actually the director of operations for And Then There Were None. And I'm sorry? And Then There Were None. And Then There Were None. You are the director of operations. So you created a group for people that used to work for the abortion? Abby Johnson actually created the group. I just helped to run it. Okay. <laughs> I mean, wow. Can I have you on, like, for a full one-on-one podcast interview sometime? Absolutely. Right, Absolutely. So what, can you just tell us a little bit about what, what, uh, what you're all doing here right now, what your mission is? Yeah, so it's really just to expose the lies of the industry and help people to know what really goes on behind the walls of the want to make sure that people hear the truth. There is hope and there is peace and there is forgiveness. And we're here to welcome them with open arms, help them transition out of that industry and into a life-affirming role. God bless you. How many people are with your ministry? Oh, gosh. So we probably have about 20 um, with And Then There Were None. But we have um, seen over 640 quitters leave the industry since beginning in 2012. That is phenomenal. Praise be Jesus Christ. Thank God. Anyone else? Anyone else? What is your name? My name is Heather Gardner. Heather Gardner. Now, we apparently have met before on a Theology Body course. Is that correct? We did. Where are you from? You're the life of the party. I, uh, I live in Austin, Texas now. I'm originally from Houston. Cool. Awesome. And what are you doing here? So I, I wear many hats. I'm here as a volunteer with Abby's ministry uh, and then the Renan, but I serve as the director for the Central Texas Coalition for Life back in Austin. Uh, and I got connected because I actually prayed outside of Abby's former workplace in College Station, Texas. So that's how we met. Wait, hold on a second. You prayed there while she was still working there? Correct. Yeah. Are you kidding me? I'm not. I'm not. Wait, is one of those people in the movie based off, the, based off of your character? A mix. It's a mix of people, yeah. Because there was a lot of people that were outside of her facility over the years, but yeah. I am meeting unbelievable people at this. This is the first time I've ever taken the podcast on the road, and God is just blessing. I hope you are being blessed. If there's anything that you could say to anybody, one last encouragement to any woman, any man out there struggling or still in the business or somebody that's praying and feeling disheartened, what could you say? Okay, if you are praying and feeling disheartened or if you're a person who's been in this movement, whether um, a lot or just a little bit, and you felt like, Roe versus Wade being overturned was the finish line. It was a battle that we won and it was a moment to celebrate and we can continue to celebrate it, but it's also an opportunity to continue because now more than ever, and I know people say that phrase a lot, but we really do need to continue to reach out to people in our own communities. We don't have to wait. We don't have to do it somewhere across the planet. Reach out in your own community. There's people suffering everywhere and we need to continue to um, really accept God's graces to continue on with serving them and helping them and showing them the, the light of Jesus Christ, the hope that th- that is in the world still is, the hope that we have within us from Jesus. And we need to continue to reach out to abortion workers to love them. That's one thing that's great about it. And then the Renan is it humanizes abortion workers. We know that they are souls too in need of God's saving grace. So we need to continue to pray and reach out to them. For those who are suffering and feel like there is nobody, there is so many opportunities to um, help in, in your community and all you have to do is reach out. If there's not something close enough to you, reach out to loveline.com to get connected to the closest people. There are communities and lots of pro-life 
pro-love, pro-mommies and babies and families, people that want to help and want to serve. And all we got to do is just connect all the people. And we need to pray for our clergy and we need to continue to pray that clergy will be brave and stand strong and speak the truth in love and pray for those who are afraid to and that are hurting their congregations because of their silence. And all Christians who are hurting, uh, you know, one another because of our silence, we need to pray for stronger people of faith. Again, always in love, not fire and brimstone, angry approach, but the truth in love. And, uh, and continue to stand strong on the foundation of God. Amen. You know, I want to do an entire full-length episode on this unbelievable ministry and organization. And uh, yes, I just got the uh, the card from the Director of Operations. I'm going to give you a card of my podcast, hoping that you can check it out. I just interviewed uh, Cheryl Riley. She's the Director of Respect Life for the Archdiocese of Newark. She herself had an abortion, carried that shame and uh, that pain around for years upon years, and then ended up finding great feeling, uh, great healing through. Uh, Project Rachel and then Rachel's Vineyard. That's my latest episode. Check out her testimony. It's powerful. And uh, I'm sure if she, there's anything that you, she could do to help out what you're doing as uh, one of uh, the, the director of Respect Life, uh, she will do that. So it was great meeting all of you, and thank you so much. Thank God you bless you. you. Thank you. All right, I'm still here at the pro-life movement, and I'm seeing people that's uh, with signs that say Jewish pro-life. So our Jewish brothers and sisters are here. Can you tell me a little bit about yourself and why you're here right now? Yes, I'm Cecily Rowan. I founded the foundation in 2006, and we're here to demonstrate that Judaism is the original pro-life religion and that all the pro-abortion activists that are Jewish that have a monopoly in the media and politics today are wrong. And we are right. We have the truth of God on our side. Amen. Unbelievable. Absolutely fantastic. So you started in 2006? Yes, sir. I, I heard a Jewish woman declare on National Public Radio that she had a religious right to a partial birth abortion. I was appalled. And I didn't know much about the abortion issue then, but I learned, and I was appalled at what I learned. And I wanted to give the public square an authentic Jewish voice in defense of innocent human life. I know we're marching right now, but where can people go to find out more about your organization and your, your ministry? JewishProLifeFoundation.org JewishProLifeFoundation.org Thank you very much. God bless you. God bless you, sir. Thank you. I'm on our board. Right, I'm sorry, Rabbi. What is your name again? Shlomo Nachman Minyakov. And you're all, can you spell that? No, I'm just kidding. Um, uh, and uh, you're with the Joe, uh, Jewish Pro-Life Foundation. Can you, uh, what, what would you like to say? Where are you a rabbi? So I'm a rabbi at BeitImuna.org and LearnImuna.com. It's an online synagogue that welcomes all people with positive intentions. It's at BeitImuna, B-E-I-T-E-M-U-N-A-A-H.org. We hope you'll come by and join us. I'm also on the board of the Jewish Pro-Life Foundation, and we believe that all life is sacred, and we want people to be The Bible says, I will bless those who bless Israel, we bless Israel. I will bless those who bless life, we bless life. And we are the nation of priests, so we bless the whole world. That's who we are, and we stand for life. Amen. I'm so sorry. I'm losing my crowd, but uh, we can to where to go uh, to find you. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you, sir. God bless you. All right, God. There was just a crowd singing. Oh, oh, hey, hey, Roe v. has gone away. That's the first, because usually every single year, saying, hey, hey, ho, ho, Roe v. Wade has got to go. But now, since Roe is overturned, 
been saying, oh, oh, hey, hey, Roe v. Wade has gone away, which is unbelievable. I never thought that I would see or hear that in my lifetime. So these are high school students. Wow. College. College. Oh, okay. All right, good. Because I can't, I can't talk to minors without parental consent. So, tell me a little bit about uh, what you're all about. What is it? Why what? Why we're here? Yeah. yeah. Were you married for life? Were, were you married for life? We're protecting. <laughs> we're, we're here to protect the unborn. Your whole entire university is dedicated to the Blessed Virgin Mary. Yes. Where is it? Bismarck, North Dakota. Bismarck, North Dakota, in the house. Where are you from? Dirty Jersey. What are you doing? in Newark. What are you doing this for? My podcast. What's your podcast? It's called The Holy Mets with His Holy Mets Father. Oh, where are you from? I'm from New Jersey, our side to New York. Okay. Yeah, cool, cool. All right, sorry to just uh, come here. This is going to be on, like, what episode? Uh, probably the, the very next one. Yeah. yeah. Woo. All right, awesome representing. And finally, with some people from Newark. Please state your name. Omar from Kearney, New Jersey, but now residing in Little Falls, New Jersey. And I'm Jenny Fernandez. What organization are you here with right now? We're with LifeNet. LifeNet! Yes. Who heads up LifeNet? Where is it at? Christine Faraday. We are out from the Chancery. Check us out, lifeneteducation.org. Thanks Check us out on Facebook and on Instagram, LifeNet underscore NJ. What are you doing here for uh, Much for Life? We're marching for the rights for the unborn. Amen. Any last words? Nothing, man. So it's it's cool. Roe v. Wade got down in the government side, but now we got to attack the state. So the job's not done yet. Everyone's like, oh, you don't need to march anymore because we're waiting. Why are we still here if it's on the state level now? Why are we in D.C.? Because it's not over yet. Unfortunately, in New Jersey, abortion is legal up to nine months into pregnancy. Hashtag breaking news. I'm aware. Nobody knows this. And now CVS and Walgreens are going to be selling the -the over-the-counter abortion pill. So the battle is not done yet. But we have awesome people like Father Paul and all awesome people. These millions and millions of these uh, pro-lifers walking. And it's so cool. Of all all races, all religions. Hey, what's your name again? Omar. It doesn't matter what your name is. I think I'm coming. (laughs) (laughs) All right, thanks a lot. God bless. Oh, you too, brother. So what's your name? Joseph O'Boyle. Joseph O'Boyle. And where are you from? I'm from uh, Roseau Park, New Jersey. All right. Our size is in Newark. And who are you here with? Myself. Just representing the Knights of Columbus from Kenilworth. You came by yourself. I did. That, you know what? That is absolutely courageous. That, that, you just touched my heart. And why are you here? Why did you come all by yourself? I, I got to see all the people come out. I want to come out myself, support the unborn. It's, it's a cause that just means so much to me, and I want to come out and help any way I can. Hey, for all the listeners right now, can you please pray for this young man? This is absolutely amazing and fantastic. Where's the rest of the Knights? How come they're not here with you? I don't know. I can't get my council to come out, but maybe next year. All right, maybe I'll leave that up, but they don't get uh, mad at us for saying that. No, no, God bless you. Put, put him on blast. Oh, oh, oh. Are you with him? 
No. Oh, okay. All right. All right. Well, thanks for uh, thank you, Father. It's nice seeing you down here. He came up to me. and He said, "Hey, aren't you one of the Democratic chaplains in Newark?" And I'm like, "How in the world did you know that?" But I said, uh, "Saw uh, Mass for All Souls Day," and uh, that's how he recognized me. Beautiful, beautiful homily talking about how uh, purgatory was like a car wash almost. Wow, you have a great memory. Can we please keep in touch? Certainly. All right, all to play. All right, that was my first time special on the road, live from Washington, D.C., the March for Life. Hope you liked it. Hope you enjoyed it. Do me a favor, share this episode. Uh, again, I apologize about the audio. I'll be better prepared next time. Uh, listen, check it out. Uh, again, go to a-holy-mess.captivate.fm. Again, that's a dash it's well, you know what just type a holy mess with father paul in google and then you'll find it that's all you got to do bye bye god bless you thank you pray share donate everything's appreciated you are loved holla